and then we had this uh, we'll let the helicopter go by this is what you get for living by a hospital <laughs> and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you may get your podcast feeds from. Uh, and if you have a question or whatever, uh, you can fire that off to diredoom1968 at gmail.com. Uh, recording in person for the first time in a very, 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 very long time uh, with Matt C. White from Grandpa Jack and a bunch of other stuff, too. So, hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for being on the first in-person episode in forever. Stoked about it. Yeah, uh, I, I just recorded uh, with Lightmaker, if you know them. It's funny. I saw that. I don't know Lightmaker. I know Light Eater. Light Eater. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> one makes it, one eats it. <laughs> but no, I don't know Lightmaker. So yeah, but they're a New York band, so they were my first recording as of in my, my new place. But yeah, enough about me. Nobody gives a shit anyway. Um, oh, look at the analog notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I'm, I'm old school. Analog notes, but a picture sent on an iPhone. What, so what's your musical background? Like, Are you brought up with it at a young age, or did you find it later on? I definitely started at a young age. I, I would say like the path, the path that I ended up going down towards heavy music started with nirvana uh thanks to my mom but like like the first music i started listening to like the first show i remember was earth wind and fire in chicago um the first artist that i like loved like fucking loved as a kid was michael jackson listen to madonna you know what i mean like i like i was very much my dad's not really into music my mom just like pop from like all the eras yeah whatever was the big thing totally and um she you know like she likes a nirvana song basically yeah she, she like smells like teen spirit she liked heart-shaped box oh actually. she like okay pretty cool for a mom you know yeah like she, she you know whatever um and so i went down that rabbit hole and then went primus melvin's tool the marge volta mastodon and when I went Mastodon, it was kind of like over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like, okay, cool. I only want to play heavy music. Yeah. I only want to yell. You know, they were kind of like the end all be all for me, and I'm still in Mastodon land. The sword. You know? Yeah, and like Mastodon is a band that, even though they are whatever they may say about their music, like they're a metal band, but they definitely are not shy about like hard rock and rock and roll. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's like what they bonded at a 
high on fire show. Yeah, and exactly. Their mutual interest in Thin Lizzy or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wikipedia. But like, yeah, and I don't know. It's cool. And you and you hear little doses of that. Like, sure, they you know when they started out, they're like, we want to make hateful music. Yeah. But we like guitar harmonies and we like hooks and things like that. So like, I mean, they were almost like a sludgy math rock band totally. on remission. Oh yeah, and then by this, their second album, like they had already kind of mm-hmm. been like, all right, we don't have to play super fast, like stupid fast, super, yeah, or like super hateful. They're like, I don't know. I think they scratched the itch. They were like, yeah, we made some of the craziest, most intense technical music. Yeah, we don't have to do that. No, we, we, <laughs> we can we can do something else now. Yeah, we yeah. can write an adaptation of Moby Dick, which is dope. Yeah, it's, it's great. Dope. Exactly. Blood and, Th- Blood and Thunder, I think, is the first Mastodon song I ever heard. And then I saw them live uh, on the Crack the Sky tour opening for Death Clock. Ugh, <laughs> that's dope. A, it was such a fun show. I didn't see them on that tour. I saw, I've saw. i seen them quite a few times, but like I saw them... The, uh, the first time I saw them was at Central Park with uh, Graveyard and Clutch. I was at that show. Oh, no shit. That's yeah. not surprising at all. Yeah, I was at that show. <laughs> Yeah, that was a dope show. I love Graveyard. Clutch, I think maybe if I was a trucker, I would get it a little more. But oh, I love Clutch. They're really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, lo- yeah, I love them so much. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, definitely. Like, they, there's definitely that that crowd of Clutch fans that's like... It cracks me up sometimes, like, like all the trucker... But I've been to Clutch shows where it's full of just, like... It's an eclectic mix of people. I've been to clutch shows where it looks like most of the audience is like a biker gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to clutch shows where it's like, like you said, truckers and like fucking don't tread on me looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it all depends on who they tour with, you know? Sure. It, probably where they're playing. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, I've seen them at Brooklyn Steel, you know, there was, mm-hmm. that was a pretty clean show, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, I saw them in Jersey the end of 2019 because they always play at the Starland, and it was, like, a bunch of, like, weird, like, country rock bands. So, like, you know, the audience was a little bit different. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw The Sword with, I'm gonna, I'm gonna biff this band's name. It's, like, Lucero or... Yeah, Lucero. Lucero, yeah. Yeah. That was a weird show. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, it was, like, half people, half the people were there for Lucero or whatever, and then the other half were, like, you know, like, fuck this band, where's the sword? Exactly. It, I, I saw that same tour and like I think that was Brooklyn Steel yeah it was Brooklyn yeah. Steel so like there's a lot of good dogs out today yeah yeah that was weird because everyone was like amped for the sword they were great and then Lucero went on and like Lucero's a good band I think in their own yeah, right yeah yeah but I was like why wouldn't they play before the sword I don't know and also so you were at that show yeah that was like the quietest sword show I've ever yeah, but they weird. they sounded good. And well, they just put out uh, Low Country. Right? Yeah, they yeah, put out yeah. That acoustic record. So I don't. Yeah, that's a weird. Whatever. It's good though. I think my favorite sword show was I saw them in Denver, and then they the encore was like cheap sunglasses, ZZ Top, and I was like, this nice. Is dope. This is dope. I love a good like southern injection into heavy stuff. Macedon has it a little bit too. Yeah, know? definitely. I, I like that a lot as well. And obviously, that's like a big part of your your music so like we can stop talking about clutch and mastodon and <laughs> talk about your stuff um because you like you, you know you touched on like how you discovered heavy music and like do, do you do you have an album that just like changed your perspective on it i mean it's gonna be cliche but like again never mind just kind mm-hmm. of 
ripped my mind in half. And, you know, it was way after the fact at this point. I'm 32, so I would have been, like, whatever, four or five. Yeah. Out, but I remember there was this kid on the bus, uh, Matt Payne, and he used to burn CDs for people. And you had to buy them, and I didn't have any money. And he had Nevermind. He had a burned copy of Nevermind. And uh, I traded him a half of a Quiznos sub. Never mind. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Best awesome. investment I've ever made, you know. It just I don't know, that like it it has like it's weird, it's heavy, it's super catchy, it made me want to yell all the time in music. Not even necessarily because I'm angry, just because it's fun. I was also turned on to that at a pretty young age, because um, both of my parents liked it. because um, my mom was a punk. So, like, it made sense. And my dad, like, just likes a whole bunch of shit, you know? Like, he's not really glued down to anything specific. He likes classic rock. I mean, his big thing is, like, Pink Floyd. Yeah. But, uh... I missed out on, like, having a... I mean, whatever. You know, like... But I feel like a lot, a lot of people have a classic rock dad. Yeah. My dad... If you ask my dad, like, what his favorite band is, he would, like, draw a blank he wouldn't know what to say and then maybe he would be like what's that band that does back in black like i don't know what's the the bounce band (laughs) jump oh van halen (laughs) yeah yeah i don't yeah i uh i kind of just relied on my mom for little little intros to things you know Uh, yeah yeah my dad did like nirvana he was a big fan of that and like my dad saw Metallica, and I've never seen Metallica. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and my dad's not even a big Metallica fan. Like, if I said to him, like, hey, Dad, tell me a Metallica song, he'd be like, that one song about the Sandman. You know, yeah, he can't yeah, even totally, tell you Enter totally. Sandman. Yeah. So I get it, and it's it's a good band to get into at an early age because sure. it's like, yeah, they were defining point of the 90s absolutely i but it's you know, really I, quality music so, you know? i never i never got into metallica at all because you know growing up it was like yeah it was like the sandman is the thing you're exposed to and uh like give me fuel give me five give me that Double, which, which yeah. is like all older shit is so fucking shreddy and yeah so fast. and raw yeah. and like the production's just like a little bit shitty a little yeah yeah but it's like just that right amount of like you know fuzziness that yeah yeah is really good and yeah i mean i think my dad went to a kiss concert that was like you know they talk about that like whoa that one time we were adventurous enough to go to a kiss concert you know like because like my dad's from like like bumpkin town yeah north carolina so that's like a big deal oh yeah yeah yeah. they went into the city they went into raleigh to go see kiss you know I've never oh, really. I feel ne- like it's all merchandise. Yeah, they're. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just like the Misfits in that regard. But like, well, I do like the Misfits. But I do like the Misfits I so do, much I more than Misfits. Kiss. I love that. It's a. That's another good example of uh, heavy. Cre- like you have a dude basically singing like Elvis. Yeah. About cutting people's heads off, but it's like these catchy punk numbers. Like, yeah, I exactly. Love that. I love that. You know, you then you see Metallica wearing their Misfits shirts and yeah, yeah. You know, like they were just not a thing, and like you that's know, that's a great example. Like, it's mind blowing how big that band is for how how lo-fi and shitty sounding all the recordings are. Like you listen and, to it and, and how you're like, and how actually yeah, thing? <laughs> and how um like just how poorly 
collected it was. Like, oh, there's yeah. stuff... It's the count-in is, like, a stumble, and then yeah. off, you know? Like, yeah, well, not even that. Just even the albums being put together, it's just, it's, like, it's such, it's just so, it's so ramshackle. Yeah. Like, and just thrown together, you know? Like, they really didn't become a functioning band until, like, really, I it seems like until Danzig and a couple other people left the band, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they became more functioning when it was just, like, one doofus from new jersey running <laughs> yeah. it as opposed to like you know two or three yeah in the beginning they were like oh we don't give a fuck and they're like oh shit people like that we don't give a fuck maybe we should get our act together is that a monarch yeah or is it one of those like fake ones oh that's a monarch bro the fake one is the it's the swallowtail okay that's cool Here's anyway the thing about butterfly <laughs> segue yeah. into our npr segment fuck now doom. let's talk about let's talk about the migration patterns of monarchs as we somehow we could bring it back and talk about Iron Butterfly, but we're not going to. So you, so you're from originally from North Carolina, yes. um, and so like, how did you wind up here? Well, I was in North Carolina until I was like 22. Come, yeah, coming up on 10 year anniversary here. Um, I moved here for a job, um, and then after I moved here, I kind of. The job was the passion for a year or so, and then I kind of realized that my job sucks. And then I started doing, like, I, I was in a story. I started doing open mics, playing folky stuff, and I sort of, like, managed a couple band members, and that was the first band, and that was Dead Seconds, and it was, like, I, we would do open mics or small shows, and I would play, like, mandolin or acoustic guitar, and then... I started playing more electric guitar. I've always played electric guitar, but I started doing it live, I guess. And then that kind of turned into like heavy southern, trippy, grungy yeah. stuff. We had this um, DIY practice space venue type of thing called the Tiger Lounge, and that's where I practiced with Dead Seconds. <clears throat> At the time, another band that practiced there um, called Captain Wizard. Um, they their drummer just moved away to like Nashville or something and I didn't play drums at the time and they were like hey you want to jam and we jammed and I was like cool drums are fun and they were like do you want to keep doing this and then Grandpa Jack was born and then Grandpa Jack was born basically yeah so like I've only like I started playing drums when I started playing with Grandpa Jack so mm -hmm. how long Grandpa Jack is alive is how long I've been playing drums basically cool that's a it's so and then like because of that like were you looking to get into any kind of a scene, or was this sort of like a happy accident? Happy it kind of sounds like a sure. happy accident. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I went... That that uh, DIY spot did a lot of punk shows, which made me like punk less, and did a lot of, <laughs> a lot of like, psych rock shows. There was a band that would play there called Ancient Sky, but it made me... You know, like, it's a basement. It's a basement. It's like a 20 by 20 basement shoebox with dudes blasting psych rock yeah. standing three feet away from you. And it was such, it just like, that was like, that made me want to make trippy shit and use a fuck ton of delay. And you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, totally just a happy accident. And then like everything that has happened since then with like meeting new bands and, you know, like sort of becoming part of a scene or cultivating a scene in any way is just like, 
happy accidents with shows or happy accidents where I come to find out the bartender that at the bar I go to all the time plays in a psych rock band and we should play a show, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, like, you know, we were, like, before uh, we started, like, recording, we were sort of talking about some of this stuff and, like, how, like, Grandpa Jack, like, and, and your and your other stuff, like, you know, you you played Ode to Doom, you played with some other, like, Doom and some stoner rock bands and, and, and what have you, but, you know, Grandpa Jack's not really that kind of yeah. a band, like, yeah. they're not psych rock they're not that heavy you know super ri- uh, there's riffs for sure yeah, yeah but it's more of like uh you know i i use the term and i don't know if it's a insulting term but i use the term like retro rock yeah you know yeah but more of like the deep purple totally. sort of style and that is um not planned it's not it's just like the intersection of, of three guys yeah. musical experiences you know um, I, when I started playing guitar, like electric guitar originally, I played a lot of blues stuff. I'm influenced by like Hendrix, Steve Ray Vaughan, Cream. Yeah. As is Johnny. I have love for grunge stuff. Jared is like a huge Beatles fanatic, which you wouldn't know. And a huge Funkadelic fan. You know what I mean? So like, there's just, yeah, it's kind of just how it it's kind of just how it manifests. I mean, also, Johnny uses a lot of, like, old-school fuzz and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I love slow heavy, so we do slow heavy, but it's not, like, chuggy yeah, metal yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like, the guitar tones aren't like that, so you don't... It doesn't feel like modern, you know? It's... Yeah, it's 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 written more succinctly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I don't know... I don't I don't know how, that, how we started getting sort of lumped in with Doom stuff and... And I think Doom in general, I mean, I'm sure you would, you could speak to this endlessly, but it's like, it's kind of like catch-all. Like, like saying Doom Metal yeah. is like, you could mean a lot of different metal things. that gets slow at heart. Yeah. You know, you know, like, you could mean Mastodon, you could mean Electric Wizard, you could, you know, like, and yeah, and that's, that's with like, that's with like all, all, all music stuff, you know, but when like, it's just like what we're talking about now, it's like, you know, try to describe Grandpa Jack whatever and there's like I, I say heavy psych rock because I don't want to s- say all these words yeah. you know what I mean but like when, when you're like oh we're uh, such and such punk or whatever it's like I don't you know like I don't I don't understand the need to um, pigeonhole and I think you're right I feel like doing stoner stuff is like a very all encompassing it's very welcoming yes community, you know and you could go in, uh, because we love our bread and butter, for sure. Yeah. But you can go into and play a set, and people will be like, damn, that was cool. And it's probably because we're so fucking stoned, and we're so, we've right. listened to the same yeah, goddamn yeah. riff yeah. for a thousand years, and then you hear something, you know, yeah. oh, we changed up the tempo a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it just, like awaken something else so to me it makes sense you know and it's it does and like well so like grandpa jack played ode to doom right we're not doom metal but we're playing with somnuri which i don't really think is doom metal neither long maybe doom metal you know sort yeah of. but they have like but they're like su- they like heavy southern rock they like southern rock yeah, and yeah. their vocalist sounds like he, he sounds like obituary yeah, you know i think, think somnuri has like the progressive aspects of mastodon oh, right. but they're also like kind of sludgy you know I think the common factor is everybody there at that show 
be stoked on all three bands. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah like exactly. Everyone would be stoked on that. I like going to a show where I can hear like a noise rock band, like a, a weird, uh, like fuzzy band, like a sludge band, something like you, I whatever. I would go see like an avant-garde noise rock band yeah. open for a super intense punk band that finishes with a uh, super slow heavy band that's intense. Like, yeah. I'm just down for that, you know? Yeah, I need, I need like, jarring things, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of what I like about music and a lot of, like, what inadvertently happens with bands when they accidentally kind of pop off, like, did or like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's born out of apathy, right? They're just doing exactly what they want to do. They don't give a fuck. And then that speaks to people. You hear it in the music, yeah. like, oh, they don't give a shit. Sick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how many grandpas are in Grandpa Jack? Three gramps. Three gramps? Three gramps. Uh, Do you get senior discounts? <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. Do you like that joke? I wrote it down. Yeah, I do like that joke. In case you haven't noticed out there, there's this truck that's just decided to stay. Fruit delivery. Yeah. Tomato delivery. It's very important we get those tomatoes. So, uh, apologies for the very loud rumbling in the background. Hopefully it goes away soon. You want to take a break? I'll get us a couple beers. Yeah, definitely. So, um, if you can't tell by the sound change, we've avoided the loud truck and we've moved inside, so we have a nice pleasant soundtrack. Uh, that truck was not moving anytime soon, and, uh, but most importantly why we're here, uh, so you've got your part two to your solo records yes. coming out. You released, um, this is clipping so much. Uh, you released the first one earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the date, but like June. June. Um, yeah, I basically had. And it's like, called Creep Show Peep Show, if yes. you haven't heard before. Creep Show Peep Show, Acts 1 and 2. So I basically I recorded all these songs and then I kind of compartmentalized them into two separate acts, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and Act 2 is going to come out in September. I'm going to do a single as well from Act 2. Um, but yeah, like creepy, creepy heavy, um, a lot of uh, baritone guitar, a lot of fuzz. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of catchy, catchy, creepy stuff too. You know? Yeah, it's not like when I was, I, I listened to like at least one of everything that you've been involved with, right. and like you know, kind of the 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 running trend with your music is that you know if. If, if, if someone were to have gone to see Grandpa Jack, right. I would have been like, check out the rest of Matt's discography because yeah, yeah. It, like, it's all stuff that people would enjoy. Yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's a, yeah, there's like, I don't know, there's common, common unavoidable threads that like, no matter what, like with all the things I do, it's like, there's like, I like trippy, I like heavy, I like creepy. And so it's just varying degrees of that, you know, where does that fall on the spectrum? I have stuff that's just trippy, and then I have stuff that's heavy, creepy, and then I have stuff that's all-inclusive, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you even have, like, love songs. Oh, yeah. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... There's... Sometimes I fall in love with a riff, 
and then I'll write lyrics to accommodate. And sometimes I'll fall in love with like words and be like, this, these words just need to be over a simple yeah. word progression because these words need to shine or whatever, you know. But like, uh, and you know, I haven't, I have as of this recording, I haven't heard anything from the forthcoming second album. But in the first one, I mean, it's like your trademark kind of blues and southern groove stuff, which you know makes sense, you yeah, know, yeah. North Carolina heritage. But like, you know, you, like I said, expanding. Like I heard like post rock and like post metal, like where it's totally. like that, like just assault on the riff kind yeah, of sound, yeah. punk crust, like. Yeah. All that kind of stuff like creeps in there, and like you, you know, it just goes to show that these things do permeate, and like you know, even if like, even if one band might say like, I I like I take this band as an influence, it might not be like their lyrics or their right. like approach, but there might be something about the sound that they did where they're like, I just like that, yeah, and, yeah. like you hear that in your stuff. Yeah, I. Well, with, with this, with these two releases, I kind of, you know, I just did whatever I wanted, right? And I reached, I, I just kind of realized, like, it doesn't have to be so cohesive because what makes it cohesive is it's all just me. It's all going to be the same dude playing guitar, same dude playing drums, same dude singing, and that's enough. You know what I mean? If I want to do a punk song, I'm going to do a punk song. Like, you right. Know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like it's still gonna be me singing. It's still gonna be like, oh, that sounds like Matt White. You know. There's not really rules anymore. You know what I mean? No. Like, because there's plenty of bands that like, like I, I don't know how familiar you are. I mean, like, look at a band like Code Orange. Like, I've never. Oh, Code Code is like old school punk, right? They're like a noise punk, mm. but like every single one of their albums like just sounds like different. And like, yeah, yeah you there's all that. Like, I mean, they have, like, new metal in their sound, but oh, they also have, like, you can hear Skinny Puppy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, Nine Inch Nails. But at the same time, you could hear just, like, you know, Discharge and all, like, the classic, like, punk sound. You like sound. it. You know? Exactly. <laughs> what likes it. And then, it's like, what are they going to do next? Yeah, you know? and then they put, and then, like, their album that they put out, like, uh, I don't even, I'm trying to even remember because they, they do put out a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or maybe I'm getting them confused with Youth Code, which is like kind of of that same vibe, yeah, yeah. like noise punk rock band. Yeah, but like, yeah. there's really nothing cementing the sound. So like, totally. I I think that like if you wanted to just throw, if you wanted to just do like an interlude that was like a, you know, minute and a half of just like of a punk song, like why not? Yeah, totally. I mean, like Act Two has uh, acoustic guitar stuff on it. Um, it's got spoons on it. There's a spoon solo in one of the songs. Um, there's like laugh tracks and stuff. Like <laughs> I was like, there's one song. It's about like a person talking shit, basically, and uh, it like it ends with like laugh tracks from like Family Matters. You know, like the sad, like ooh, and Thank like you. laugh tracks. Yeah. Um, I just, I just want to do whatever the fuck I want, yeah. and I'm recording it all myself. I'm. I'm not paying, I'm not paying for mastering. You know what I mean? And so there's no reason, and everything is so, we live in a day and age where I can just distribute and just yeah. like put my shit out, like whatever comes in my head. People might not listen to it, but I don't give a shit. This is my therapy, so I just put out everything. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what Creep Show Act 1 and 2 are, is just me being like, I wanted to do that, so I did it. I want to do this, so I'm doing it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, 
you know, I mean, they get talked about a lot on this podcast. So, like, oh, I'm going to swap the batteries out for this thing in a minute. But, like, I mean, they get talked about a lot on this podcast. But, like, it's like when sleep through and just, like, some grass, you know, on yeah, yeah. mountain. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah, totally. but it, And yet you're like, it kind of makes sense. I'm listening. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. grass, marijuana. Yeah, but also, totally. like, this is cool as fuck. You yeah. Know? Uh, so, like, it all makes sense to me. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to give less fucks <laughs> you know that's yeah. like the goal is just like to not worry anymore about what it's supposed to be called or what it's supposed to sound like or what people are going to think just like I don't you know I don't know what I'm going to do with the next release though because like my first release Wallow in the Hollow is like straight up blues and like yeah very acu- much so acoustic. I was, was going to bring that up like yeah. your first like that first thing is it's pretty it's not that it's uh, not that it lacks imagination or anything like that but it is very much like rooted in the blues yeah well you know it's kind of just it was really actually really pleasant to listen to it's just a product of like I was unable to record drums at the time, basically. Right. You know what I mean? I interned at a studio, and there was one night where I got to stay late, and that the, the two songs that have drums are literally just like, I got a night in the studio for free, so I did it. You right. Know? But other than that, it's just like, I can record this at home. This is what I'm going to do. And now that I have the ability to record drums, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. You know? Right. Record a loud electric guitar in my practice space, you know? What's the origin of the name? Of what? Well, I mean, I like it. Creep Show, Peep Show. It has like a very, like... Like '80s, like Z-grade movie kind of. I don't know. I don't, just, just I just, yeah, I just wanted. I knew that I wanted it to be this like, like spooky vibe, and I mean, I just like wordplay too. So like, mm-hmm. wallow, wallow in the hollow, creep show, peep show, mm-hmm. just kind of made sense. And then I had enough material where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this in two parts because. Again, I can distribute, I can do whatever I want in the digital era, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to do two pieces. You know? Yeah, and it sort of gives you that free range of like, here's a bunch of ideas I have nailed down, I'm going to do them for this, totally. I have some stuff left over, but you might think of something in between, they're like, this is going to work. That's exactly what happened. You, you know, might think of something exactly. else and be like, this does isn't going to work on this one, but I could probably do it on the next one. Totally, totally. And it, yeah, it's, it's going to be the same length, and like, there's stuff on Act 2 that... Like, like the closing song on Act 2 is actually the first song I wrote for any of this stuff. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I just reserved it. I was just like, this has got to be a closer. You know what I mean? It's like seven minutes, starts off acoustic, gets heavy, there's slide guitar solos and all this shit, and I was just like, that has to be the end of it, you know? I have a question, actually, that makes me think of that, because you brought up closing tracks. Have you... And I, and I find that I... This is a very regular occurrence. Like, do you ever listen to an album, and you listen to a song, and you're like, God damn, that was just, like, unreal. Like, it was the perfect closer, and then there's just another song. Another song. And you're just like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, I yeah, feel totally. like... I feel like... Or they just... I mean, they could have kept both of the songs, just swapped them. Well, I think so much focus is put on the opener... You yeah. know what I mean? I, like, sometimes, unfortunately, the, the ass half of the record is kind of just like, and we've already picked the order of everything else, so that one goes there. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I feel that for sure. Um, I try to I try to end with bangers. You know what I mean? Because, like, like, if you last, made it that yeah. far, you deserve to be rewarded. You I know, feel like in you a day and age where people are just skipping. Yeah, yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Like, I mean, like... 
an album that's very like near and dear to my heart is, and it might seem kind of weird to you, is um, the double disc, like Guns N' Roses live era. I don't know if you've oh, listened to it. No, I haven't. But it's like just a bunch of like assembled recordings from like, uh, like yeah, I forget, like 87 to 93 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And most of them are good. There's some songs where Axel sounds really bad. But I never got. I mean, I know the hits, but like I kind of just avoided Guns N' Roses altogether. I, I mean, I got into them in high school like anybody else totally, did. Totally, like yeah. It's but, like it's like yeah. nostalgia factor, right? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. It's like I have a soft spot for Pearl Jam. Do I listen to Pearl Jam all the time? No. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I was super into Pearl Jam, and now I'm like I could give a fuck about Pearl Jam. But. But even flow comes on the radio, you're not yeah. you're gonna sing along. Yeah, you know? <laughs> or like you know, Jeremy. Totally. Or, there's even like, or, I mean, I'll make the argument that I think like "Do the Evolution" is like, a, like maybe like their best song. Cause, like, Do the Evolution. That's a weird one. Yeah, because they like, had claps. like. It's yeah, evolution, but it, baby. Do the Evolution. Baby. Yeah, but it also had like a Todd McFarlane directed like animated music video. So I remember it was, like, that. Hella cool. But like that Guns N' Roses album was so. So my mom, I said to my mom, I go, Mom, I want two metal albums. And she, and she said, okay, uh, the next time I'm like at like FYE or if I'm in by like a Tower Records when that was a thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get them for you. So she got me that and she got me Metallica St. Anger. I hated St. Anger. Of course. Because yeah, it's yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I loved that Guns N' Roses live record. I mean, I probably listened to it like just both discs, like over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And they end with... Uh, Paradise City, which is like, you know, like a banger. But that song is like midway through whatever User Illusion 2 that it shows up on. Sorry, I, I know I'm probably pissing off a lot of metal. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. These guys are talking about guns and more. And they don't again. even know what song Par- <laughs> what album Paradise City is on. What a bunch of posers. I don't give a fuck. But, like, what is, like, that and, like, that recording could have happened, like, after one of the other ones because everyone is just like every song is a different recording but it's like how could you not end the album on that yeah like it's just it and it's so perfect you know yeah i um like like i was saying like the the end of act two was the first song i wrote for this and like before i decided on creep show peep show like the song is called revenge this was all gonna, like, the whole record was gonna be called Revenge, and it was gonna be, like, a revenge story. It was oh. gonna be, like, you know, wronging somebody, guilt, revenge, retribution. Like, it was gonna be, like, this, like, on the run, you know, like, getting your revenge stuff, and then I finished that song last. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I was like, I had this idea for all this stuff, and it just wasn't happening, and then things started falling into place, and I was like, okay. I'm gonna finish this song last. It's gonna be the ender. It's gonna be the banger, and I'm just gonna like. And then I had something happen that was like perfect for the revenge story, and I was like, okay, this is my this song is my revenge, you know. That's really cool, but I think it just speaks a lot to like the creative process where you're just like. It's weird, man. <laughs> you like, might just find something and get like hooked on it and be like, I'm just gonna follow this for a while. And well, this thing kind of wait, you know. I have, you know, I have a huge heart for like conceptual stuff, but it's like. It ain't happening, you know. Like, just do, do whatever, you know. Like, you—I don't think you can force it. 
you know, because no. like, if you're going to do a concept record, you have to be kind of like, you know, you have to be like Roger Waters level committed to be like, yeah. I'm going to write an entire yeah. album about how fucked I am from my my, like, totally. my childhood, yeah, and totally. lack of father, and yeah. you know, being in a band, and drugs and shit like that. You know, I mean, like, like even you know, you're talking about Mastodon and Crack in the Sky, like that's a concept record, totally. and it's very weird, but it also deals with like very personal issues. Yeah, like what Ron's Ron's sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking rough. And it's like, and the concept album is so kind of like loosey defined because I was always like, oh, it's got to have like a, it's a story. It's got to have like a point. It's like, it's really not. Well, there's that. And then they also have a mission. The mission is like, you know what? If we have a couple song titles with fire in it, like this yeah, is the exactly. fire record, you know? It's like, uh, like another band that, it, you know, is not doom at all, but I'm a huge fan of is Nine Inch Nails. And like, I missed out on that. And I've only been starting to like, I, um, I have a friend who loves it yeah. and like, I'll put it on and I'm like, yeah, I see. I, I get it. It's cool. I mean, Trent Reznor definitely likes some like weird experimental metal. Like, oh yeah, there's some yeah, songs dude. on there where I'm like, this is so like doomy. Like, this yeah. is very like. And he's slow. got a he's got a lot of creep going for him too. Yeah, you know, I love it. Yeah. I mean, Boris opened for them, so it's yeah. no, so it's definitely like he definitely likes some of the weirder metal, you know. And, like, yeah, I love I I love that. I mean, you keep coming back to it, and there's like. There's a healthy dose of creep in like all, you know, like um, Primus, full of creep, Mars Volta, full of creep, Tool, full of creep. Yeah. Uh, on Glass, full of creep. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. that's just like creep. <laughs> and I, I think there's something fun. I, maybe it appeals to the outsider. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's, I mean, we, you know, it's like, I feel like. I mean, especially now, there's like some people out there that have some very weird beliefs, but like, you know, yeah, we, yeah. you know, I, I mean, me, I've always been like interested in like the occult and like, sure. not like to the degrees that some people are, but it's always interesting, you know, well, and they make cool movies. And, uh, yeah. and when you grow up watching nothing but fucking horror movies and like terrible, like trash on the sci fi channel, it kind of yeah, makes yeah. sense. I think for me, my, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like super interested in it. Don't participate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm having, having seances at my apartment, but like I grew up like Southern Baptist. Yeah. And I'm not religious at all now, but it's like growing up with in a house where that is so feared and so taboo. And then as an adult, you're kind of like, that's kind of, that's kind of intriguing though. Like it's kind of fun. You know, it's kind of yeah. fun to sing about that because it's like, you grew up where that was like so, I don't know, so off the table. That was like like not, taboo. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I didn't grow up in a religious household, but like I grew up in suburban New Jersey, where it's just like even the idea of doing something a little bit like different than sort of your bread and butter like suburban family nonsense yeah. is like weird. I mean, for fuck's sake, like my friends and I, we were called the Ministry of Darkness in <laughs> high school because we liked. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, like, that's funny. You know, we wore black T-shirts, and people oh, thought we were no. like, we, oh yeah, and it's black just like, t-shirts. I know, like fast forward twenty years, and I'm in Brooklyn, where literally everybody I mean is wearing like a black T-shirt, totally. you know, and like turn into city gods, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that as a dig. I love, I love you all, city gods out there. <laughs> um, but you know, I mentioned that you're also involved in other projects, and you have another thing called Realizer, which is like your, like. I don't want to call it ambient because it's not like kind of white is. ambient, but it kind of yeah, is. Yeah, it's totally. sort of like your pleasant listening to guitar stuff, and like, yeah, is that sort of like you're just noodling around? Because yeah. like your other stuff is not 
like it's got solos and jams but it's not noodling like it's all yeah. very kind of succinct but realize there are a lot of the stuff and admittedly i only listened to one of the realizer albums you're not missing out <laughs> well there's like 10 of them and i you know yeah well you know so realizer is like it's easy listening guitar stuff and instrumental and it's how i make my living yeah that's you know like i um i press record with no plan I just try to emote and play the prettiest shit that I can conceive and then I make money on Spotify and iTunes and stuff from that I pay for Grandpa Jack and so and so and my own shit like with Realizer basically that's really interesting that like Realizer sort of being the like most sort of bass level music is the one that it's crazy well I mean the the most mass appeal whatever you know what I mean like these songs have fucking millions of plays you know that's what I mean? wild millions of plays it's like oh like listening to it, I was like this is like something you would hear in like a documentary or like exactly like I make that. money off of like commercials and shit like okay. that like uh, it's like it's like coffee shop guitar or yoga studio blah 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 and they are that, that's what they do but it's you know, not like uninteresting on. no I'm. but it's 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 passive listening. You right. know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things where like uh, it's like what's a good example? It's like I might have more streams than Bad Brains on Realizer, right? But I have like a thousand followers. Like nobody nobody's seeking it out. It's they're just like kind of being subjected to it. At the they're finding it, but they're not, they don't know it's Matt C. They don't. And, yeah, and they, they don't follow like, oh, through. They're yeah. just like, oh, that's a nice song. Glad I was in this coffee shop to enjoy it. You know, like, exactly. Like they're not like it's nobody actively pursues it. You know, which I don't care as long as I get paid. I mean, totally fair. Yeah. I mean, at so, the end of the day, I get to make money playing guitar, and that's that's a win. You know. Right. Exactly. Um, but kind of speaking of like listening to things, like you've been listening to anything lately that like you've been really like just digging on? I have been listening to a lot of Park Chimp. You're listening to Park Chimp? Yeah, dude. They yeah, that's the one of the dudes from Torch, right? Uh, I think it's I don't one. Know, of the, actually, I think it's one of the dudes from Torch. I'm gonna fact check. I yeah, dude. I love Park Chimp. They're cool. It's like it's heavy, you know, but it's only heavy in the in like the fuzz tone. It's not like screamy or anything like that. Um, but I just always uh, that's like one that's on constant cycle. Melvin's is always in the mix. Um. There's this Brooklyn band, Netherlands. Yeah, they're really good. I just saw that they were, um, they they're uh, they're doing a show uh, with some Nuri. Yeah. Yeah, with some Nuri. And is it Bangladeshi? Is Bangladeshi? Husbandry. 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 Shout out to Husbandry who did the soundtrack, or uh, one of the dudes worked on the uh, theme song for my other podcast. That's currently. Uh, Defunk on hold called Defenders of the Cake. Go listen to it. Don't listen to it. Whatever. But uh, the theme song rips. <laughs> Thanks, husbandry. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but hopefully you go to that show. Yeah, that's going to be a dope show. I. It's, it's funny. I mean, living in Brooklyn, like Somnery. I don't know if they're Brooklyn guys actually, but Timo Ellis from Netherlands definitely is, and it's just like. They're a I weird just, fucking band. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I saw oh. them open up for Doom Side of the Moon, which was Kyle Schutt's side yeah, yeah. project from The Sword, and like couldn't sound anything less like The Sword or I Pink Floyd. I fucking love it, man. As soon as you hear it, like once you hear a couple of their songs, you 
you could hear a song like a year from now that he'll put out, which he, which Timo will because he just spews music. Yeah. You know immediately that that's Netherlands. It's like slow, heavy, sludgy, synth-based driven pop noise brain shit. vomit. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's the best. I, I love it. So I was talking shit. Uh, yeah, Park Chimp, they didn't, they don't have a member of Torch, but they did do a split with Torch. I don't know there, why I thought there was a member of Torch in the band, My My so. intro to Park Chimp was their record Thriller, and I just thought it was badass that they put out a record named Thriller after... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Thriller They're, has... Like, that's obviously taken. That, they, they that were, Michael Jackson record is taken. They were just, like, Fuck it, just recently announced uh, playing... Desert Fest in the UK because it's been like 10 years or something yeah, for that they're, they're festival. They're from the UK, right? Yeah, they're from the UK. I, just, I mean, I, I listen to them and not really knowing too much about them, so obviously my Eight? ignorance is showing. Uh, well, so you played a little bass, right? No, I, I mean, like, a day. <laughs> I, I was reading that, like, so it's, I think it's two guitars and a bass guitar in mm-hmm. Chimp. They tune every string to be like they're, they're all just the same note <laughs> so like there's like built in like chorus effect because the notes or the strings might not be perfectly in tune or whatever it's just I don't know it's just a crazy ass band they're a great band and it's really cool that they're playing and again like that's what I like about this scene is that like Desert Fest is gonna have Park Chimp play and yeah, Shellac yeah. who oh, kick ass yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean come on it's like it's Steve Albini like yeah. I know Steve Albini is like a fucking giant pain in the butt but like he also just like rips at like production and making music you know yeah that and Timo is not a butthole but it's a similar thing where like when you've been making music longer like Timo is a dope producer yeah Timo's a dope engineer dope guitarist dope vocalist songwriter whatever and when you just have the full package and he has the ability to just put out everything he records it's just like I don't know. I, I just always I'm always listening to what he puts out. I'm always like tuned into what he's doing because I know it's gonna be crazy. I know it's gonna be great. You know. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I mean, I, I like them. I should check them out some more for sure. They just did a um, Jackson Five cover. Oh, nice. They did like shake your body down to the ground. You know? I like it. I, I, I like so slow. Any sort of like metal and peripheral band that can do like a good cover without it just being like we covered this but it's metal you know this it sounds crazy it sounds crazy it's like you know half as fast yeah (laughs) you know it's 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 dope it's a dope cover for sure there's this um this band out of uh canada they're called um s-e-u-m i've talked to them earlier s-e-u-m they're sort of like a like a sludgy, punky, like black metal-y unit. They don't have a guitar, it's uh, vocals, bass, and drums. Oh, cool. Um, but they put out their, uh, they just put out another EP. It's actually really good, and like, you know, hats off to my friends in that band, because I think they've gotten better. But they did a cover of um, Ramones' Pet Cemetery and called oh, it like yeah. Red Cemetery. I don't, I don't remember, sorry guys, but it's, it's really good. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then you hear like, I like that song. I'm be buried. And I'm like, oh, this is that cover, you know? Yeah, like, I like that I, song. I don't I, really like the Ramones, but like, I like that song. That song's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's the, like the idea too. Like, don't bury me in a pet cemetery because yeah. I don't want to live again. I'm like done. I'm over it. <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't bury me in a regular cemetery and you had to bury me in a pet cemetery, then like, I clearly am not like worth worthy of like coming back to real life. So, um, well, I. Do you want to plug your shit? Uh, sure. I um, 
I got a new band called So and So. Got a bunch of Is shows. It, it's called So and So. So and So. Yeah. I, I thought about that when I said it earlier. I was like Grandpa Jack, So and So, and blah blah blah. <laughs> like like I'm glazing over the, all this other shit, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing... Because most people are going to hear that and be like, yeah, so-and-so. they're going <laughs> to yeah. think like, oh, he's thinking about a bunch of other nonsense. I'm, yeah, I'm in a new band called So-and-So, and it's kind of like Melvin's y punky, uh, also still has a creepy, nice creepy injection. I started playing with some homies who, who bartend and stuff, and uh, we realized we both like creepy heavy, so that's a new faster thing. Um, Grandpa Jack is about to have a record come out, fall... Creep Show, Peep Show, Act 2 is coming out in September. I'm releasing a single for that, which I'm really excited about. It's called Mr. Bloody Bones. Uh, and it's like, again, heavy baritone guitar mm-hmm. stuff, but with like pop claps and like ooze and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked on that. Um, but yeah, that's what I got going. Cool. Well, thank you so much for meeting me out here, uh, doing the inaugural in-person uh, recording. Oh yeah, I really I'm glad we could. It. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Cheers, mate. And that'll do it for this chapter of the diary.